Hey everyone, my name is Adam and welcome to the Ridge Weekly Podcast. At the end of today's episode, please take a minute and download our free Chestnut Ridge app. It has all our recent message content and more. You can also head to theridge.church to get information on service times and get info on everything going on here at the Ridge. We hope this podcast will encourage and inspire you as you continue to grow in your relationship with God and others. Good morning, y'all. My name is Arch. I'm the student and college ministry director here at the Ridge. And I mean, man, what an incredible morning so far. I love baptism Sundays. I love that we get to celebrate with people in our church. We get to hear the stories of how God has redeemed them. I mean, it's an, I just don't even have words, I feel like, to describe how awesome these mornings are, how we feel about them. Um, but we're going to try to. I can imagine that some of you here today, maybe you're new to the Ridge, maybe you're new to church in general, maybe you haven't been with us for a baptism Sunday, like Josh said, the last one, February 2nd of 2020, so we're 16 months removed from the last one, and at this point, I feel like, kind of feels like five years, this has been the longest year of a lot of our lives, or maybe even you've been with us for a long time and you've been to baptism Sundays, you still might have some questions about baptism. And that's okay, like we, we wanna help answer those questions. And so this morning, I just wanna help try and answer a couple of those questions. And the first one that would come to mind for me is just generally, what is baptism? What is it? Well, baptism, like the Greek word, by definition, it means to immerse, to place into, to dunk. So when you think baptism, think dunking someone in water, putting them down into water, like maybe when you were a kid and you're at the pool with your friends and you're just relentlessly dunking each other in water, or maybe you still are a kid and you're still doing that. Those were the best days. And in a sense, you were baptizing each other, right? But baptism, there's more to it than that. It's not just about putting someone in water and, and coming back up. There's more to it than that. Putting it in the context of Christianity, in the context of church, in the context of what we're doing this morning, baptism is an outward sign of an inward change, the outward sign of an inward grace. It's a picture of something that's already happened inside of you. It's a picture of the thing that's happened is placing your faith in Jesus Christ. So when we're talking about baptism, we're talking about an immersion of someone into water as a symbol of them identifying with Christ in his death and his burial and them coming out of the water as a symbol, a picture, a representation of his, him being raised to life again. So I've talked kind of a, really quickly a few things about what baptism is, but I wanna share perhaps the most important thing that baptism isn't. And that's that baptism is not necessary for salvation. And there's many places you can turn to in the Bible to see this, but one of my favorites is Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. Paul says, for you, have, you are saved by grace through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is God's gift, not from works, so that no one can boast. Paul makes it very clear. We are saved by the grace of Christ that we receive when we place our faith in him. We're not saved by grace through faith and baptism or by grace through faith and good works or grace and faith and anything else. We're simply saved by the grace of Christ and we receive it by placing our faith in him, which is pretty incredible. So baptism isn't the thing that saves us, but it's a picture of that salvation. 
Well, that begs the question, so if baptism isn't necessary for salvation, why do it? Why baptize? And I think that's a really fair question, but, but I think there's a relatively simple answer. I mean, simply put, the primary reason in which we baptize people and encourage people to get baptized is because Jesus asked us to do it. If we look in Matthew chapter 28, Jesus is speaking with his closest friends, right? It's after his death and burial and resurrection, and he's hanging out with his closest buddies, and this is one of the last things that he shares with them before he ascends to heaven. He says this. All authority, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit teaching them to observe everything I've commanded you. And remember, I'm with you always to the end of the age. We see here a command from Jesus, his final marching orders to his followers. Make disciples, baptize them, and continue to teach them, right? So this command from Jesus, he's telling us something to do. And I think in the same way that when our children obey us, they're showing us love and respect, or maybe when we obeyed or our parents, we were showing them love and respect. In the same way, one way that we can show God that we love and respect him is by obeying him. Our love for God should compel us to obey him, to do what he asks us to do, and baptism is an opportunity for us to do just that. Baptism is an act of obedience to the Lord after being saved. And that's the primary reason why we baptize, why we do baptism. But there's more to it. A second reason as to why we baptize um, can be found in Psalm 107 verse two, where King David says, let the redeemed of the Lord tell their story. Other versions say, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Let them say that they have been redeemed. Let them tell their story. And I mean, we love stories, right? Whether it's a good book, a show, a movie, like we're always consuming stories. We're always creating stories. We're communicating via stories. Stories are probably the best medium in which we can share things, truth, how we feel about certain things, which we share anything. So when you get, make the decision to get baptized, you also get an opportunity to share your story. And your story could be the exact thing that someone else needs to hear. Your story could be the thing that gives them hope and inspires them and encourages them to take another step in their faith. So we get baptized primarily because Jesus has asked us to do it, but also because we get to share the story of how God has redeemed us and there is no better story than that. A third question that might come up as you're thinking about baptism and in particular baptism here is, why do you go all out on baptism Sundays? I mean, like, why do you dedicate an entire Sunday every couple of months? Couldn't you just do it somewhere else or every now and then? Well, like, couldn't you do it differently? And the answer is yes, you can do it differently. It doesn't have to be done in this way. But the reason that we go all out on baptism Sunday is because of what baptism represents. And I've touched on this a little bit, but I wanna take it a step further. And I think if we look at what Paul says in Romans chapter six, we're gonna find kind of a deeper meaning um, and hopefully a, a better meaning of what baptism truly represents. In verse three, he says this. Or are you unaware 
that all of us who are baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death. Therefore, we were buried with him by baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, so we too may walk in newness of life. What did we say earlier, right? Baptism is a picture. It's an outward sign of an inward change, an outward sign of an inward grace. And when we get submerged beneath the water, it represents Christ's death on the cross and his burial. And our emergence from the water represents his resurrection and our new life with him starting at that point. And, and Paul puts it this way again in 2 Corinthians 5.17. I love this verse. He says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old has passed away and see the new, the new has come. When we place our faith in Christ, we become new creations, now living our lives with him and through him. And when I think about what that looks like, what does it look like to live your life with Christ, through Christ? I come back to the passage we read earlier, Matt 28. I wanna read it again really quickly. Jesus again, he says this, he says, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything that I've commanded you. And remember, I'm with you always to the end of the age. Earlier, we focused on that middle section, right? Make disciples, baptize them, teach them, right? And then to be fair, that's what most people focus on when they focus, look at Matt 28, kind of this passage, the Great Commission. It's that middle part, kind of what Jesus is telling us. But what Jesus says in the beginning and the end, I think are so important. Let's not miss this. He says this to start. All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. All authority I mean, it doesn't get much more than all, right? And what does that mean? It means that Jesus is totally sovereign. He is fully in control. He has total authority. And I mean, okay, that's, that's cool, but like, what does that have to do with us? What does that have to do with me this morning here in 2021 that this guy Jesus has all authority? Well, he goes on to tell us. And the last thing he says, the bookend is this. And remember, I'm with you always. I'm with you always to the end of the age. Think about that. The person, the God who has all authority, who is fully sovereign, who is totally in control of everything, he promises that he'll be with you always. To be with you always. See, new life with Christ is a life of peace. It's a life of joy. It's a life of hope. It's a life where we are never alone because the God who is sovereign promises to be with us through everything, no matter what. So when we're thinking about baptism and this, this new life in Christ that it represents, something that helps me think about that um, is actually wedding rings. And you know, the wedding ring that I wear, that you wear if you're married, it, it doesn't make you married. There's nothing magical about this wedding ring that when I put it on, I'm married and I take it off, now I'm not. No, that's not the case. But what it is, it's a symbol of the fact that I am married, right? It, when people see that, it lets them know, hey, that guy's married, right? But there's more to it than that even still, right? Often, wedding rings are made of gold and gold is highly valuable and it's also pure. In the same way, our marriage is meant to be highly valued. 
It's meant to be kept pure. There's also no beginning and no end to a ring. And that represents the enduring nature of marriage in this life, it's for keeps. And in the same way our relationship with Jesus is made pure, our relationship with God is made pure by Christ's blood, by his grace when we accept his forgiveness, when we place our faith in him, it's highly, highly valuable and it is forever, it's eternal, it is for keeps. Because of the meaning of wedding rings, we often go all out, right? We break the bank on engagement rings and wedding rings most of the time, and why do we do that? We do that because of what they mean, what they represent. And so why do we go all out on baptism Sundays? Why do we go all out for baptism? Because of what it means, because of what it represents. We believe there's nothing greater that we could be celebrating. We get the privilege to celebrate with people who are crossing over from death into this new and abundant and full life of hope and peace and joy in Jesus. There's nothing better that we could be celebrating. So we go all out because of what baptism represents. So this morning, I think there's probably three of us, kind of three different groups of us here. And those would be people who, if you've already placed your faith in Jesus and you've been baptized as a believer, and to you, I would just say, be encouraged. I mean, God is working. He's bringing people from death into life. And also be reminded of your baptism and your salvation and your new life in Jesus and what that means for you. Paul says you are a new creation. The old things have passed away. Be reminded of that this morning. Be encouraged. Be filled with hope. And there are some of us who've placed our faith in Jesus, but we haven't yet been baptized as a believer And we would just encourage you to take that step of baptism, that step of obedience to Christ. Not only do we believe it's good for your own relationship with him as you're saying, I love you and I respect you because I'm obeying you, but also you get the opportunity to share your story, which could be the exact thing that someone else needs to hear. And now remember, it's not necessary for salvation, but it is an act of obedience to Jesus after that. And it is a way in which we can share and encourage and bring hope to others. And the cool thing is, is that if you're interested in baptism or thinking about it, it's been on your mind or your heart has been stirring up, is that we have our next date of Baptism Sunday on the calendar. September 26th, just three months away, we're gonna be doing this all again and we cannot wait for that. So if you're interested in baptism, if you have questions about it, wanna talk about that, you can go ahead to the Next Steps team in the lobby if you're in the building with us and you can talk with them. They'd love to talk with you and let you know how to get signed up or anyone can go to the ridge.church slash baptism and you can find all the info you need on there and you can sign up on there. We cannot wait to be doing this again in just three months from now. But also there's another group. I think those of you maybe that haven't placed your faith yet in Jesus, and I've talked a lot about the gospel and and what that means and what that looks like today and, and so the last thing I wanna say about that is I would just encourage you to do it. Apart from Christ, there is no hope. There is no joy, there is no life. It is only found in him. He said in John 10, 10, that the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I have come so you may have life and have it abundantly. That's what he wants to offer you, a new and abundant life forever. And that's what we're celebrating this morning. 
Thanks for listening to the Ridge Weekly Podcast. If you'd like to hear more messages now, you can check out our past series at theridge.church slash messages or download the free Ridge app. Thanks again for listening and we will see you next time.